everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, guys. Yeah, we made it. It's the ninth day of March 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. As we set the table for today, we have part two of our interview with Jeremy from A Day to Remember. That is happening. We're excited for that. The uh, thrilling conclusion. It ended on a cliffhanger yesterday. How does it get resolved? I mean, you're right. Well, I mean, I suppose if you really were super curious, you could have watched the interview in its entirety on our YouTube channel. And you'd already know. But it's not the same, is it, Big J? Nope. I'm just processing that interview audibly and then watching it in its entirety in video form. That is the perfect way to consume that particular interview. And we encourage it of all of you. That's happening. We're going to do a round of streaming dumbass. That's going to go down before we hit 7 o'clock today. All sorts of other fun, additional chance to win some music from us happening over the course of the show today as well. So overall, it should be a good Tuesday. You want a uh, pure, uh, I guess it's it's an irony situation that happened yes. yesterday? Yes, oh yeah, please. So yesterday, your uh, your man on Monday was all about how uh, you, had a, you had purchased a piece of exercise equipment and had somebody come to your house and install it, right? Yeah. Put it all together. Uh, yesterday, I think you and I had talked about this off the air, but I had also purchased a piece of exercise equipment. And uh, do be, as I was tracking my shipping, it said it was going to get here on March 23rd, right? Right. Uh, I get home from work yesterday, and there's a huge, gigantic box on my front step. Oh, that's quite a discrepancy in it, time. It had I had seen that it had shipped, but I still had just kind of assumed, oh, okay, it's just going to take a while to get here in transit. It, it was there yesterday. And so I spent... Hmm. Two and a half hours yesterday putting together the most difficult thing I have ever put together. But it functions and it worked. And I, I am incredibly proud of this gigantic behemoth that I put together yesterday. What was it again? Uh, it, it's a basically like like a, like a ripoff of a Peloton where I don't have to spend a ridiculous amount of money of Peloton money on it. It is, it is the equivalent of that. And, like, I had to do a whole bunch of wiring and a whole bunch of video stuff and a whole bunch of things to get the display work. And it's all functional. It all works. And it all put together. And I only had to watch a video once because I I had no idea how attention control works with the the actual, you know, if you want to make something a little bit more difficult. Sure. Uh, That was a whole new world to me. But it all functioned. And I was incredibly proud of myself. And then after I was done, I was like, I think I did my exercise for the day. (laughs) <laughs> like two and a half hours of putting that thing together in the middle of my I'm living room. I'm going to try this thing right now. But it, it worked, and I was very, very happy. Uh, and I was like, holy cow. Uh, I wonder if I had people that actually knew what they were doing, how long that would take them. And I'm guessing probably about an hour. So, again, I double it and then add another half to however long it's supposed to put it together. But I was very happy that it at least functioned. It was a small victory for me to uh, kick off the week, that is for sure. And so we're going to try to do that for you as well, because we play some music on this show. Music like cake to kick things off here on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Good old important stuff brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Or chat online with an attorney 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you have a Nissan Sentra, heads up. Nissan is recalling about a million cars in the United States and Canada because brake lights might not actually come on when drivers press the pedal. Ooh, that's not good. No. 
So if you have yourself a Sentra from the years 2016 all the way through the 29, 20, 2019 model, uh, that includes more than 800,000 cars in the U.S. alone. Nissan says that some sort of grease used in nearby components caused oxid- oxidation that made the lamp stop switch near the brake pedal malfunction. If that happens, the stop lamps may not light up and the engine may not start. Owners see a malfunction indicator light on the dashboard if the condition happens, but they want to replace them all anyway, so the recall is in effect. So don't be surprised if you see a letter in the mail, uh, and you'll take it into your New Year's dealership, and they will fix it for you for free. But yeah, brake lights, fairly important, especially if you don't know they're malfunctioning. And then if your car doesn't start for some reason, that's weird. But either way, take it in, get it looked at, and get this particular thing fixed. Big J, Dak Prescott got paid yesterday. Cowboys quarterback agreed to a four-year, $160 million deal with the team. That includes a $66 million signing bonus. That is the highest in NFL history, according to reports yesterday. 28-year-old has been with the Cowboys for five seasons, and this long-term deal was something that both sides wanted. And, of course, he ended up putting up a 42-27 and record with the Cowboys. Has a team record seven 400-yard passing games, 24 rushing touchdowns. That's the most by Dallas quarterback in history as well. And he's coming off a pretty significant injury, which is not necessarily... I don't know if I'm necessarily surprised by it, but I guess I, I am... I guess this means the rehab's going well, is what I was thinking. Because Dak was one of those guys that once his injury happened, you never seen nor heard from him at all last year. You didn't get any updates on how he was doing. I mean, other than the thumbs up in the hospital bed, that was about it from Dak. Whereas, you know, when Joe Burrow got out, we got a little bit more, you know, here's what he's doing, here's what the rehab's like. Did Joe Burrow have a compound fracture? Well, he had a messed up leg, yes. Not a compound fracture. He had a but knee, he right? Blew out his knee, right. I'm just saying, it was just, you know, it's a whole... I think they're different kind of recoveries. I know? agree, but what I'm saying is that was a pretty catastrophic injury for Dak Prescott. I mean, he had bone sticking out of his leg. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and so you know to to make obviously he's doing okay. That's the good news. I know I you. I know you. And I know for a fact you follow all the cowboy blogs. Uh, I don't follow the cowboy blogs because I find them insufferable. But I do follow Dak Prescott on uh, on the old socials because I do like him. Listen, silence turned out to be uh, dollar signs. Guess so. Congratulations to Dak, and looks like uh, Kellen Moore's got his quarterback. Sixty-six million is that all coming one lump sum? Yeah, he gets like seventy-eight million dollars next year, which is the most a player has ever. But once he signs a contract, does he get sixty-six million dollars? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they they spread it out over the course of a year. Um, That's why they said by the end of of like 2021, he's here. Maybe it's even 2022. But either way, he's gonna have seventy-eight million dollars more in his checking account than he had. Uh, this time last year, which is crazy, but good for him. I mean, you might as well get it if you can, right? Yeah. Big J, Corey Taylor is going to put out another book, fifth book by Corey Taylor. This one about social media and the age we live in. The Slipknot and Stone Sour frontman was talking to Matt Pinfield and said that the level of censorship that we're starting to see, and I'm saying that certain things that haven't been said that easily offend people. However, the flip side to that is you can't even make a joke anymore about the cleanest of situations. And he wants to write a book about that particular kind of thing uh, and the outrage culture, he likes to call it. So you can look forward to another Corey Taylor book hitting the shelves here in the next calendar year, he says, if all goes well. So that is something to look forward to if you're a fan of Corey Taylor. 
It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, it took us almost a calendar year, Big J, but I feel like we did it. As I was looking through things yesterday for Streaming Dumbass, I was like... I think I've reached the end of Netflix for Big J to choose from. No, they, no, no. You, you, yeah, you're no. right. But I mean, unless I go back to movies that are from like the 80s and like the 90s and then no, I'm dipping into stuff. But what I'm saying is we've reached a point where uh, I'm running out of like new content to give you. Like I try to get you some newer stuff so that I know that you haven't come in contact with this stuff before. Because otherwise it's just a guessing game sometimes when you go too far back. Uh, and so I've decided to, number one, uh, change streaming channels. So today all the movies are from Amazon Prime, you understand? Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, as I went through Amazon Prime stuff, all, all really, uh, unfortunately, Amazon Prime has like, signed a deal with Bloomhouse. So a bunch of their movies are all horror movies, which I know you're not going to enjoy anyway. And so I decided to go into the actual side of things that was... Going back a little bit, hidden gems, if you will. These hidden are all gems. movies that are have a couple of things in common. One of which is they all file under comedy. Uh, number two is they all contain at least one person with a morning after connection. And number three is I do believe that you haven't come in contact with any of these movies over the course of your movie going career. But I will let you know that they all are, you know, somewhat older. All right. They're from the 2000s. Uh, but I don't think they go any, you know, there were nothing's uh, younger. I think the youngest movie is 2016. But they are all movies that you have the choice to decide. Big J will get the plot descriptions of three movies, decide which one he wants to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Are you ready? I'm ready. Movie number one, an aging widowed father absolutely refuses to engage emotionally with his recently divorced son who is desperate for his approval. Daddy. Movie number two. Longtime pals Julie and Jason decide to have a child together without becoming a couple by becoming what they call timeshare parents. They reason they can experience the joys of parenthood without significantly curbing their personal freedom. Things don't become as easy as they seem. Movie number three. A struggling screenwriter also happens to be unlucky in love, so he enters into a platonic relationship with a woman who's already engaged. Starts out fine, but everybody knows that can't last. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, BJ? I would say significant star power in all three of these movies as well. So there's a fourth connection. Let's go with movie number two. Movie number two it is. You passed on movie number one. That was called Humor Me. It stars Elliot Gould and former guest of the morning after, Jermaine Clement. You passed on movie number three. It was called Playing It Cool, starring Captain America himself, Chris Evans, and former guest of the morning after, Michelle Monet. You will be watching movie number two called Friends with Kids. That stars John Hamm, Kristen Wiig, former guest the morning after Adam Scott, and a bunch of other people as well. Yeah! Uh, and it is written and directed by a former guest of the morning after, too. So, Amazon Prime has the movie Friends with Kids. That is what you'll be watching tonight and reviewing for us 24 hours from now. And let us know if it's any good and worth your time. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. 
Brooke Chapman, an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve one of those advocates. Big J, I'm not sure how up-to-date you are on the Benedict Cumberbatch version of Sherlock Holmes. But one of the big plot points in Sherlock, what makes him so smart, according to that particular series, is he likes to retire into his mind palace. You understand, Big J? Yeah, a mind palace. Memory palace, if you will. And a new study from researchers in several countries find that particular method, which is a way to memorize things, actually works. Using this method, a person imagines a place or path that they know well, then drops pieces of information along it to be retrieved later as they retrace their steps. In one study, researchers found that people that use this memory palace method remembered about 62 words from a list after 20 minutes, while those who used another method remember just 41 words. And those who were not given any training to remember anything kind of doing it their own way, they were down to 36 words. So you can double your amount of memory if you use the memory palace thing. Researchers theorize that using this method actually makes the brain work more efficiently. And the key, it's like, you know, if you ever talk to anybody that does one of those memory contests, because they do have contests, that is the key. Like, they imagine going on a walk outside of their home and, like, the words that they have to remember are, like, they have some sort of association with it on that particular path, and that helps them recollect what word they're trying to think of or what thing that they're trying to do. And so it's a pretty effective way of doing it. If you can get in that habit, it might actually improve your memory. Why not? Tennessee Titans are taking a pretty big L on their first-round pick from last year, Isaiah Wilson, the offensive lineman, as they have traded him away to the Miami Dolphins, according to reports yesterday. The Dolphins get the former first-round pick. The Titans get a seventh-round pick, and that's it. Tennessee signed Wilson, the 29th overall selection, to a four-year $11.6 million contract in August. However, he played only four snaps in his rookie season before being placed on the non-football injury list in December. He had a couple of legal issues, including a DUI charge in September as well, and so they are just... Cutting ties and just basically saying we screwed that one up. Bye. Damn. So we'll see how he does in Miami. Either way, it wasn't a good stop for him in Tennessee, that's for sure. Big J, the people have spoken, and I know this is like picking your favorite kid, but they have asked a bunch of American adults what your favorite cheese is. And so I ask you, Big J, if you only had to pick one cheese, what would it be? One cheese and one cheese only? That I'm going great. with sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar. Congratulations. Yeah. You are in the uh, the number one pick of Americans. Cheddar was the clear winner. It got 19% of the no, vote. No, no, sharp cheddar. Well, cheddar, they didn't they didn't do the sharpness. Well, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't. I don't want to be lumped in with those regular cheddar people. Too bad. You are. Uh, American cheese was second with 13%, followed by mozzarella, Swiss, pepper jack, and Colby jack, rounding out the top six. So, congratulations. Cheddar is the official cheese of America. Not even American. You join me in my own private hell? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And this is about as effed up as a story can get as we head to Lindenwold, New Jersey for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, hey! And it's a story that plays out like one of those uh, Netflix true crime documentaries that you would watch. Where yeah. it's like, you know, it hooks you in and then it my, gives my, you my. the payoff. It's a different 
uh, true crime documentary. I don't, man, I don't care. All true crime's all joke, Enda. And so uh, it is a story that begins on February 1st of last year. Andrew Faoli, oh, 40 oh. years old, uh, lives about two blocks away from his parents. And so on February 1st, he decided he was going to go spend some time and eat some dinner with his parents. So he walked over to his parents' house, had some dinner. Uh, and it was on February 1st of this year, if you remember, that's when the East Coast started to just get hammered. Yeah, right? yeah, snowstorm, nor'easter. Right. And so he's like, listen, uh, it's starting to get pretty nasty out there. I'm going to hoof it home. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, and Big J, that was the last time he was ever seen. Left his parents' house, and uh, nobody saw him. They looked at his house, did not return home, or at least it didn't seem like he did. And so uh, for the last oh, month and a oh, week, no. everybody has been looking for Andrew. Could not find him. Hey, so swimming with the fishes. They figured, yeah, somebody either bumped him off or they he was, you know, taken, whatever would happen. Taken? Yeah, you know, like Liam Neeson. And so they had to figure it all out, and they just couldn't find anything. It's like the guy vanished without can, a can trace. Can I guess? Can I guess? Fire away. He he got stuck in the snow, and he he was in a, in a snowbank. That's uh, where they found him. Not even you're, you're kind of close, but but you're uh, you're a little bit far off as well. Okay. Uh, Dang it! Because it is finally March, and uh, in New Jersey the snow has started to melt. It took a long time because they got dumped on. They got 30 inches of snow just that night. Okay. So oh, it's a lot of snow in that particular area that they were comically unprepared for. And so as snow started to melt. They started to see some things that they hadn't seen in well over a month. And uh, sure enough, as uh, his mom is doing the dishes, looks out her kitchen window, and she sees what looks like uh, shoes in her backyard. And then they, she realizes that, oh, my God, they are leading to feet that are, under, uh, that are basically a, kind of a little bit kind of still obscured by snow. So she calls police. Police show up. Sure enough, Big J., Andrew never made it out of the front yard of his parents' house. He was, like, crossing over and, uh, according to what they believe happened, suffered a heart attack, fell face down in the actual yard, and then the snow covered him up for a month and oh a week. Oh, my God, that's terrible. So he didn't get stuck in a snowbank. He never made it out of the front yard of his parents' house. And he was still partially covered in snow. And so, of course, the death, obviously, is still under investigation by the department, but they don't feel like uh, well, foul play it was is involved New Jersey. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. They just think that this guy suffered a medical emergency in the middle of a snowstorm and it was game over by the time he hit the snow and then just got buried in it. And everybody thought he made it out okay, so his parents, you know, obviously didn't think to touch base with him for a couple of days. Uh, and so by then, you know, it was just... He was completely covered up, and they didn't have any reason to believe he was still in the front yard. And so... That's why, that's how that story ends, Big J. Man. Check on your people. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, it's one of those deals where I don't know if anybody could have done anything. I mean, yeah, I guess if his parents were walking him home, something could have been seen. Sure, or, or you know, somebody knew he was having a heart attack. Right. The, the, so, you know, if it's no fault to anybody that this happened. It's just a terrible story that that's how it ends up happening. And that's, that's what the weather can do to people, man. It's a completely different world out there. Snow can cover things up. What do you do uh, about your front yard now? I don't know. You sell the house. I can't even look at pictures of my dog. Yeah, you sell the house. I mean, that place is cursed. 
You don't want to be reminded of that every time you look out your front window. Yeah, oh. you're like, and then you go out to mow the lawn and go, oh, hey, Joey died here. Anthony. Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, the last good meal, at least. Here we're going to hell story. Up next, part two of our interview with Jeremy from A Day to Remember. It's on the way on the X-Rock. <laughs> Salinas from A Day to Remember song is called Everything We Need. It is off their new album, You're Welcome, here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, our interview in part one with Jeremy, lead singer of A Day to Remember, we talked about that particular song and kicking things off. So let's pick things up with our conversation with Jeremy from A Day to Remember, uh, talking all about that acoustic performance the band put on. And, you know, you had mentioned people have been kind of clamoring for an acoustic version for a while. Did this add fuel to your fire? Or now can you say, hey, listen, you've got the live stream, guys. Enjoy that. We're going to go back to the plugged in kind of stuff. No, I mean, me personally, uh, my parents bought me an acoustic guitar first. Home for me as a musician is just me and an acoustic guitar. A ton of the songs that people know of ours started out that way. Just me and an acoustic guitar. And, you know, I always kind of pictured how it would be electric you know and would bring it to the guys and say let's play it this way the vast majority of those songs start off that way anyway for me that's that's my wheelhouse for everybody else in the band not so much <laughs> but me i'm right at home there going back around to to the artwork you know the the artwork for the album why is that so important for you guys uh when it's presented uh the artwork for um you're welcome. We just like everything that we put out to have some substance. I just feel like people having those moments of discovery, like like when you watch a great movie, you know, you, you, you watch a good movie and you're like, man, that was I really enjoyed that. I'm going to watch that again. There was a bunch of stuff there. And then like you catch all these little things after the fact that you didn't even realize were there that tie in with all this other stuff. And you're like, hey, man, did you notice like in this movie, this happens and this happens and this means that and like you have those moments of rediscovery that make you fall in love with something on a deeper level. You know what I mean? So we do that in our songs. We do that in our production. We do that in our lyrics. Um, and we do that in our, in our album artwork. And it was important for us to also have this record, have artwork that meant that to us, that had deep connections to the music, to the lyrics, and to do little cool creative things that not everybody is going to notice. And, someone will and then someone tells that person and this person and then it's like this like cool thing where people have those moments that are special i I really think that that's a big big part of uh making people revisit something And, and, and i don't think you can quite put your finger on it's just the music it's just the lyrics it's just the person it's just the artwork i think it's everything and that's very much how we approach every every project we do. It's like, how can we make this a complete experience for someone to to fall in love with and hopefully revisit forever? I feel that yeah. that's the same way with with your live shows as well. I mean, it's one of the things I've I fell in love with the day to remember as a live band. When I finally saw you guys in person and putting it together, I was like, man, here's a band that gets it because it's an experience and everybody's having a good time. It's so much fun to see you live and, and be a part of that experience. And so from that angle, doing the acoustic live experience that you guys just did, I imagine it was probably pretty cool to be in a room together again, finally, but also a whole different kind of energy to it, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that was due to what you said. Uh, we hadn't been in a room together since Thanksgiving of the year prior. I hadn't even seen anyone. Wow. Uh, so or just everybody in the room, everybody on on uh, the project got tested and we all created like our own little bubble. 
Uh, so we were being as safe as we could be. And for the first time since this all happened, I walked into a room and I realized it halfway through the day. And I like said something to everybody. It's like, Hey, do you realize we're just in a room right now and no <laughs> one's thinking about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, how cool, how cool is that? Like I walked in here and I felt like a normal human being again for the first time. So that energy's in it too. I, I did see people uh, roasting us a little bit because of how like serious and stern we look, but I promise <laughs> you that's just because we were focusing really hard to not <laughs> up. We've probably done like five takes <laughs> at that point. We're like, okay, don't up <laughs> again. Uh, Jeremy from A Day to Remember uh, joins us. You're welcome, of course, to do album from A Day to Remember, getting ready to come out, which is amazing. You know, uh, talk about the the weird you know adventure you've been on with this album, and then on top of it, still in spite of everything, releasing it during a, a pandemic and everything, which of course is learning things as you go as well. Usually around this time, you probably would be on the road performing songs from it and getting people hyped for it. So, I mean, is are we even in the the state where you guys can figure out what comes next, even shows down the road or anything like that? I think uh, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to try to put together like a cool live stream event or like a, a pre-recorded live event where we put a lot of effort into production and doing a lot of cool visuals of us playing these songs live um, and really presenting that uh, for people. Uh, so I think that's going to be the first thing that we do so that we can get some live performances of these songs out to the public because you know this year's inevitably not going to be a normal one as well but um this year's a lot more optimistic than last year was last year felt pretty bleak this one you know at least you can say maybe and uh i I like the world where where you can say maybe so uh, i'm looking forward to it and Regardless uh, of what we're capable of doing, we're going to get back to work. So whether that's uh, playing live shows later this year, hopefully, or whether that's just getting back in the studio and writing until we can be normal again, like we're going to do whatever we can. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to getting to see you again one day. Not sure when that is, but we're going to see it. Man, I've been saying this too to people. It's like the people that get to see these bands the first two weeks, man, (laughs) I just can't even... It's going to be an emotional experience, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, for yeah. everybody. For sure. So uh, I, I can't wait. You well, know, I keep hearing people talk about, uh, is the world going to go back to the way it was? And it's just like, of course. Eventually, you just can't tell me. Like, think of how many things that have happened to humanity that that we've gotten through over time. You know what I mean? Like, big viruses have hit us before. And look at how we were living uh, before this. You can't tell me that we're not going to figure it out and be in a better place on the other side of this. I can't wait for that day. Looking forward to it. For sure, brother. Well, Jeremy, thank you for yeah. making time for us. We appreciate it. I cannot wait to go on this roller coaster, as you put it, uh, for your welcome. It feels like uh, it's ready. I'm ready to go on it, and I, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much for spending it with us, dude. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us, man. We appreciate everything right now, especially during all this. So thank you, guys. All right. Yeah. Take care of yourself, man. Yeah, you too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you are finding or searching for a long-term relationship, Big J, Apparently, there is one thing that no matter if you're a man or a woman, the other sex is attracted to, and that's your morals. Nah, University really? of Arkansas, well, maybe not in your case, but the University of Arkansas researchers found that people who found something that they were morally against and were really, really passionate about it 
usually you have that in common with your significant other. Specifically because it speaks to you as a core of a person. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, morals aren't just something that's supposed to be fleeting and change uh, like the weather. They are supposed to be something that defines you as a person. And so if there's something that you are morally, you know, uh, basically attached to, that you live your life by, that you have some sort of code, and when somebody violates it, it's like a deal breaker kind of thing, usually you have that in common with your significant other, and it does benefit your long-term relationship. But in order to be more attractive to the opposite sex, Big J, the outraged person has to address the moral wrong in question, not just talk about it. If it really does go against your morals, you have to do something about it. Does that make sense? Yes. Data shows that both sexes view moral outrage as desirable for a long-term mate, but women were way more more attracted to men with the trait, possibly due to the uh, pro-social attitudes of trustworthiness and all sorts of stuff that it conveyed, that it could seem to be valuable to the opposite sex. So keep that in mind. Whatever it may be, it doesn't have to, you know, they don't have any definition of what you should be moral about. Just maybe have something that you believe in and stand by. It would be a great lesson for all of us, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of it going on, but hey, uh, it's nice when it happens. Congratulations to Dak Prescott. He uh, has got a lot of money, courtesy of the Dallas Cowboys. He has agreed to a four-year, $160 million deal with the team. That includes a $66 million signing bonus. That's the highest in NFL history. 28-year-old has been with the Cowboys for five seasons, and this long-term deal basically locks him up for the Cowboys for the next couple years, which is very nice for him and for the Cowboys, I would think, especially coming off the season they had. 42-27 and career record with the Cowboys. Team record 24 rushing touchdowns. Also has the most 400-yard passing games by a Cowboys quarterback as well. And again, he's only been with the team for five seasons, so pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I know last year it was it was really bad, um, and, and the defense was bad. But man, when he got injured, it was it was clear that they need that guy on the football field. Well, look, let's also not forget that you know last year not only was the defense a mess for the Cowboys, but that offensive line, who for years had been the core of that team, was awful. So they couldn't run the ball either. So Dak Prescott was running for his life and throwing up career numbers before his leg snapped. And so, I like mean, dry twig. he was putting, doing some, imp- I mean, if you had him in fantasy, you were going nuts. I mean, the guy was throwing for 450 yeah. a game and five touchdowns because they were down by 30 before he even got on the field. And so, I mean, he had to do some amazing things. And yes, the team was not great. It didn't perform like it should. But I mean, he had put up some pretty good numbers. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you should at least be somewhat excited. They got to figure out, they got a lot of things to figure out on that team and just be happy that quarterback isn't one of them. Well, Big J, mistakes were made uh, in the HBO Max side of things yesterday because for just a little while, fans could have access to the Snyder Cut of the Justice League for about an hour before they realized their mistake and pulled it down. Now, there's a lot of arguments behind the scenes whether or not it was done on purpose or not because basically what happened was if you access, decided to access Tom and Jerry on HBO Max for a particular point in the afternoon on the East Coast yesterday, you got Justice League, the Snyder Cut. And it was up for about an hour, and then HBO Max realized its mistake or decided to normalize things and then shut it down so nobody was able to watch the whole thing. But there were some clips of Justice League, the Snyder Cut, that made its way onto the internet yesterday. They've since been yanked down because of copyright infringement, but... Uh, if you wanted to, you could have seen at least about 45 seconds of the nightmare scene that never made the cut 
where uh, a bunch of uh, the Justice League and the Deathstroke and a couple of the people are talking to Joker, one of the scenes that wasn't in the original Justice League movie. So that had made its way on there a little bit, and people were geeking out a little bit about it. So you could have watched some of it, but not all of it because of HBO Max accidentally attaching the Snyder Cut to Tom and Jerry yesterday. So don't know if it was done on purpose. It got a ton of publicity if it was. So maybe it was a purposely done thing. But, I mean, I don't know how many people actually got a glimpse of it because I'm not sure how many people were trying to get on Tom and Jerry at this particular time frame yesterday. But either way, a little sneak peek was done, not on purpose, for the world. A little over a week away from all of us seeing it, if you want to, when it comes out on the 18th. We have got your Pop Culture Smackdown coming up here in a few seconds, but first we are going to check the TDS Fiber Traffic Center, brought to you by McHugh Sports. Hey, CB. Eastbound ID4 is at a crawl from the Eustick Road overpass. Down. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we had a great conversation with Jeremy McKinnon from the band A Day to Remember. They just released their new album, You're Welcome. We talked about that at length here this morning and yesterday. You can get a, uh, that for free if you beat me in pop culture. Smack it down. It's your opportunity to grab a download of the brand new album free of charge. Enjoy some new music on us. All you have to do is play a little game we call Pop Culture Smackdown. Let me give you our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. You must also defeat Big J in the process in order to claim this prize. So let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Hi, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? This is Don. All right, Don, you are up first. Don, back in 1946, what national chain of convenience stores that used to be in Idaho but aren't anymore adopted its current name to reflect its daily operating hours? 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Right. Is correct. Big J, in swimming, Olympic style, the medley races include the butterfly, the breaststroke, freestyle, and what other stroke? Let's see, medley, yeah, breaststroke, free, what was the other one? Butterfly, butterfly, freestyle, breaststroke, and what other stroke? Backstroke? That is correct. Right. The backstroke. Don, back to you. What E.B. White children's novel features a two-inch tall mouse as its protagonist and a family cat named Snowbell that was later turned into a movie starring Michael J. Fox as the voice of the mouse? I'm enjoying Tom and Jerry Wrong. is incorrect. No, uh, no, Tom and Jerry. I don't know. I don't think they speak in the new movie. Uh, but I don't no, think they, they're not supposed to. No snowball involved in it as well either. No, the E.B. White children's novel features a two-inch-tall mouse protagonist and a family cat named Snowbell. So that's two of the characters involved in it, and it was later turned into a movie starring Michael J. Fox as the voice of the particular lead character, which happens. To also be the name of the book is the actual question. And Big J, we have stumped the treasure map. Well, I don't blame him. Feels good to actually do that. Does it feel good? Hello, the X. Yeah, it does. To know I have an unanswerable question. Hey, Hey, the answer to the question is? Stuart Little. Stuart Little. Right. That is correct. Big J, the son of a notable Boston brewer who was one of the founders of the Sons of Liberty in the 1760s and now has his own type of beer. Samuel Adams? Samuel Adams. Right. Is correct. What is your name, sir? Miles. Miles, uh, which company produces the trademark brand of body suits for toddlers called onesies? I'm going to give you multiple choice. <laughs> Is it Gerber, Huggies, or Play School? Play School. One of them actually has a trademark for the term onesie that everybody uses. 
I'm going to go off and say the play. Play, play school? Yeah. Wrong. Play school is incorrect. No, sir. Thanks, Miles. Hello, the X. Hello? Curtis. Uh, we need to know which company produces the trademark brand of body suits for toddlers called onesies. Is it trademarked by Gerber, Huggies, or Play School? Uh, play School. Play School. Wrong. Still incorrect. It is not Play School. Done in by the delay button, as it were, Big J. Because, no, uh, there is a particular company that owns the trademark. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, is the answer the onesies trademarked by Gerber, Huggies, or Play School? It is Gerber. Uh, Gerber. Right. Is correct. Big J, inventor Walter Diemer made what confection pink because it was the only shade of food coloring he had? Cotton candy? Cotton candy is a good guess, but... Wrong. Incorrect. Bubblegum? Bubblegum. Right. Is correct. That is the pink substance that he created because he only had that type of food coloring. There's your Pop Culture Smackdown. Hang on one second, my friend. We'll hook you up with that Day to Remember album. You're welcome. We will do some headlines next on the X-Rocks. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you just heard about on the X, so check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Mistakes were made. Easy money. And not how that works. Easy money. This could be some pretty good money for you if you enjoy playing cornhole, Big J. Cornhole? That's right. You've heard of it. My True Lawn, an online retailer for True Green Lawn Care, says it's seeking somebody that wants to play cornhole on five separate days and complete a worksheet for each experience. The game involves, of course, tossing the small bags into holes in a board. That's cornhole. The job listing says a candidate will have access to their own cornhole equipment and will be paid $1,000 for their five days worth of efforts. Applications are currently being accepted at the company's website through April 2nd, and a winner will be announced on April 7th. I'm guessing you probably have to relate, you know, your before and after process of uh, if cornhole was enhanced by the lawn service that they're providing to you, would be my guess. But you get $1,000 for playing cornhole for five days. I guess that could suck, right? Yeah. So think about it. My True Lawn is where you need to go if you're looking for some extra cash. Could be you. Mistakes were made or not how that works? Not how that works. A woman suffered a hilarious mishap after confusing one of those hot chocolate balls that people like so much with a fancy bath bump. The unnamed woman's pal explained that she had bought what she thought was a luxurious bath bump for a night's relaxing night in. Only to see her mistake when she went into the tub and saw a bunch of mini marshmallows floating around in it and was like, hang on, I just made a huge bath of hot chocolate, I think, and not uh, an actual bath bomb. I can understand the confusion. They both are circular in shape. Uh, I know that there are chocolate bath bombs out there, so I guess it's not completely out of bounds. Now the real question is, do you drink it? God, I hope not. It's probably watered down. I would, I would agree with that. But it's hot water, right? Yeah, yeah, but nobody wants to drink a tub full of hot chocolate, I don't think. And there's also, you know, the tub is not something you should be drinking oh. out of, Big J. Oh, okay. I mean, hot chocolate or not, it's just not a good idea. Wrap it up with mistakes were made. This is the only way to ensure you get caught. Police in Alpena Township, Michigan, say a man used a debit card with his name on it 
to break into a home back in October. That's all fine and good, I suppose. But the problem was uh, he left that debit card inside when he was done ransacking the place. The homeowner says she returned home to find James Tanner leaving her house and said she yelled his name because he fled, but she could see that the card on the counter had his name on it. Hey, James, you forgot something, bro. I know where you live. Police arrived to find the door to the home had been forced open using that debit card and a damaged debit card with his name was found at the scene. He was arrested and then arraigned last week, charged with second degree home invasion. He is scheduled to return to court on March 23rd. And he does not get his debit card back, so... Can't leave a man behind, Big J. Especially one with your name on it. It's dumb. Not a good idea. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all of it. That is Wolfgang Van Halen. That song is called Distance here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And it's time to talk first dates, Big J. Yeah, according to Hinge.com, uh, a... Um a study here uh, can predict whether or not you might get a second date based upon the food and the drink that you choose, Nick. <laughs> okay. All right. This is good advice. So maybe. so uh, the lead in this here, 24% of the people say that they ate this uh, led to a, uh, a second date. And it's kind of surprising. Fried chicken. Really? Yeah. What a weird thing to have yeah. on a first date. Yeah, I agree. But but ballsy. I guess. I mean, that's maybe yeah. Maybe it's in like uh, listen. I do what I want kind of territory. I was like, man, I should have taken uh, my first date with my wife. We didn't actually eat anything. Right. Um, I wish I'd taken her to Albertsons, gotten some fried chicken. <laughs> right. Like I that's mean, a great first date. I mean, I understand what you're saying because Albertsons has fantastic, be- wonderful chicken. But I mean, if you take somebody to a grocery store on a first date, is is that? Do you get overwhelmed? According to this, I got a 24% chance of <laughs> All right. being right. I mean, that is a 76% chance they tell you to pound sand. Yeah. Now, uh, the uh, the next one, which came in at 23%, <laughs> makes more sense. Grabbing some vegan food. Okay. Yeah, sure. That that that's that's basically and listen that's when you know uh, I would say with with eh, probably to eighty to ninety percent uh, of the time that person's lying to you, right? They're not a vegan. They're just doing yeah. something to make you think that they're healthier than they actually are. Sushi got nineteen percent. Right. Uh, pizza did make the list, but only at fifteen percent chance of leading to a second date. Weird. So it, almost everything you eat doesn't lead to a second date. That's strange. The majority of them don't anyway. Yeah. Uh, as far as drinks are concerned, a Bloody Mary will get you a second date. And I say that's because the date hasn't ended and you're having breakfast. That's probably right. It's technically your second date if you're having a Bloody Mary. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anybody who has a Bloody Mary at night. Like, uh, that's weird. It is me. weird. It is weird that you would order. I don't think I've ever seen that ordered anything when the sun's not And out. it should be a warning to you. Yes. <laughs> that person probably has some issues. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Now, uh, that being said, maybe the only, you know, uh, I guess addendum to that you can make if they're having, like, one of those Bloody Marys that have, like, gigantic accoutrement attached to it. Like, sure. that's got a burger on top of it or something that's like that. That's a meal in itself. Right. And even then, it's another issue that they're ordering that on a first date. So, uh, there is some advice to you. Do you remember the first meal you and your wife shared together? Uh, yeah, we, it was uh, B-dubs. BD- oh, Buffalo Wild Buffalo Wings. Wings. Okay. So close to fried yeah, chicken. It might really. as well be fried chicken. I mean, technically, it's just a different type Later of sauce. Later, I took her to the Spearman Rhino. 
<laughs> second date, bro. That's right. That was the that was the test back in the big J days. Morning after. Wait, what me. about you? You said you had. Oh, I remember. Yeah, but they weren't. Neither were mentioned. Well, I guess technically vegan was with the, with uh, the with the ex wife. My first date was uh, I had a chicken Caesar salad, and then the last time I went on a first date, well, like two years ago, was uh, I had a steak. And so, but steak wasn't even mentioned. No, yeah. sorry, man. Should have so. been unless it was chicken fried steak. Uh, but in both cases, I did get a second date. So there's that. Morning after Bucking the trend with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions next on the X Rock. With Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Earlier this morning, we talked to a guy named Jeremy. He's the lead singer for a band called The Day to Remember and. They have a new album out called You're Welcome. We'll set you up with that in uh, digital format for free if you can figure out bad impressions. Our number is 208-287-1003. Bad impressions broken down to its simplest form is this. Big J has three clues. They point to somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less. And you've got yourself and a Day to Remember album coming your way via download, courtesy of us here at the morning after. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. You're up first. Good luck to you. I won an Oscar for lead male actor in Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, next hand. When I'm not acting in movies like The Gentleman, Free State of Jones, or Interstellar, I'm possibly giving a speech to the Texas Longhorn football team. Oh, uh... Uh, I can see him in his orange suit. Uh, next question. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew suit. McConaughey. You got it. Hang on one I second. I the orange suit was going with what he thought it was. We will hook you up with that A Day to Remember album. Why is Matty McConaughey in the news? Man, the world of acting might need to say goodbye to him for a little bit. Because he is uh, deeply, according to him, considering a run... In 2022 at Texas Governor, Nick. Governor Matt. At this point, he needs to see an actual path to winning because he's interested, not interested in just making a protest statement. Don't be fooled by his aw shucks attitude. Matthew means business, according to OK Magazine. <laughs> all right. The uh, the utmost authority yeah. on all things politics? Yes, Got exactly. It. But hey, listen, he wouldn't be the first uh, actor to, uh, to go that route. True. Got plenty of them out there give me some examples uh ronald reagan uh-huh arnold schwarzenegger uh-huh that's all i got i'm uh-huh. sure there's more plenty soon probably well mayor he, anyway mayor <laughs> uh sonny bono was a congressperson yeah that's true there's that <clears throat> um and uh we'll we'll see how it goes but uh you know he is all texas so uh that is for sure that is for sure and i know he's got that brand new book out uh talking about his you know kind of path to success and how he has dealt with things and a little bit of background on him. And so uh, I'm guessing he would do pretty well if he ran for office in Texas. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, obviously. Uh, we'll see. He's a little more liberal in some of his ideals than, than the state of Texas is right now. It's true. Uh, it's one of the reasons why he is thinking about running is he has been happy with how the state has been going. But we'll see if it ends up working out for the man. Uh, but he's got to see a path to victory. Understanding, not just a wasting path his time. To victory, basically, he needs to find a whole bunch of money. That's what it, that means. There's that. Uh, you know, he's got the publicity thing taken care of. Anybody will have Matthew McConaughey on any show, anytime. Uh, we'll have him on. You got an open invitation, Matthew. Come on down. Would he, would he? Would you let him come on if all he wanted to do was stump about his governorship and things? Absolutely. And wouldn't refuse to answer any of the questions other than yeah, because I think we are good enough to trick him. You're saying we're smarter than Matthew McConaughey. 
No, 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 no. I just, you know, we, we play the long form game and we'll wait till the end. Before you go, Matt, what was it like to be in Serenity with Anne Hathaway? If Hello? you could compare uh, the uh, the things you might do as governor with how you were in True Detective, what might those comparisons be? Morning After with Nick and Big J. You need interview advice? Ask Nick. We would wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That's Rob Zombie, Triumph of King Freak, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J today. Special thank you to Jeremy from A Day to Remember. We wrapped up our interview with the lead singer of that band about their new album, You're Welcome, which is available in stores now. If you missed any of it, it is in its entirety on xrock.com. You can also check out the X's YouTube page where you can look for the video. We also linked it to the socials this morning, so you can check it out on the X's Facebook page or the Morning After's Facebook page if you'd like to relive that fun interview. That was great to catch up with Jeremy, that's for sure. Of course, we also talked about the horrors, Big J, of snow and how it can cover up bodies for well over a month, especially if you get more snow than normal. Terrible. And somebody found missing was just buried under a snow in somebody's front yard, and that's bad news, but at least they figured it out and wasn't something that was worse, of course. Uh, So there's that, and of course, we also had a chance to talk about first-day meals and what you need to get if you want to guarantee yourself a second date. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, Yeah, boy, I feel like a wuss here, because 78-year-old Nora Langdon of Royal Oak, Michigan, is a proud grandmother who happens to hold 19 weightlifting records. It's a lot of records. Yeah, she can can bench press over 200 pounds. Good for her. Squad double her weight, and she's 78. So she must be, uh, you know, uh, just a little skinny gal, huh? I mean, it's double her weight at 200 pounds. She's less than 100 pounds up there? Probably, yeah. Lifting stuff? Well, no, that's the 200 pounds of the bench press. Oops. I don't know what she squatted. Gotcha. But still, I mean, being able to bench press that is still pretty impressive. Congratulations. I can't even do a push-up. Uh, <laughs> well, you're getting there. You're trying. Or you will at some point. Either way, congratulations, Grandma. How old did you say she was? 78. Good for her. Congratulations. Uh, We are going to make sure you remind you that the next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. Tomorrow on the show, we are going to visit with Noodles and Dexter from Offspring. We're going to catch up with them. we got a new album coming out by those guys. We're going to get the details on all that stuff and more as we spend some time with them as well. That's coming up tomorrow. So is a Big J movie review. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.